Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, June 14th. Ian Cameron on the eve of the Stanley Cup Final. Game one will start uh, tomorrow. And a reminder, we have a loaded Wednesday up for this show. We've got our daily live show at 2 p.m. Eastern uh, tomorrow. Uh, we'll have Ian Miller joining us uh, as a special guest for that. Uh, and, of course, our live betcast tomorrow night uh, for Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final on Wednesday, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. It'll be members of the Ice Guys crew, special guests, viewers, listeners of the show, anyone that wants to join us on the betcast, uh, just send me a DM on Twitter at Bobano or email Bobano350 at gmail.com, and I'll make sure I send you a link so you can join us for the betcast tomorrow night for Game 1. Definitely looking forward to that and looking forward to our guest today as well on this uh, special pre-recorded edition of the Ice Guys here on this uh, Tuesday. We welcome in someone that uh, has played hockey uh, in the past, uh, at the junior level specifically, uh, and has uh, some interest in betting these days as well as uh, working a little bit on the side for uh, Doc Sports, doing some uh, sports betting uh, articles uh, and content for them. Uh, please do uh, be joined today on the show by Devin Reimarchuk. How are you, Devin? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Ian. Absolutely. Great to have you, Devin. And uh, yeah, just talk about your hockey background first and then get a little bit uh, into uh, what you're doing right now from a sports betting standpoint. Yeah, so I uh, played hockey my whole life. Grew up in uh, Niagara Falls, Ontario. Um, went through uh, kind of the ropes, played uh, minor hockey, played junior, uh, played some hockey in OHL, local junior B hockey. Uh, met a lot of guys along the way, and I was always kind of obsessed with stats, knowing guys. I'd memorize guys' height and weight, the way they shoot, um, all that sort of thing. So I always had a, an interest in kind of like the fine detail of hockey and sport. And uh, I didn't play a lot, but I was always reading the game sheets, reading, you know, how guys are doing, what guys are, you know, more likely to fight, what guys are on the power play, all those sorts of trends. So it was kind of an easy transition to get into a little bit of sports gambling um and kind of use all that knowledge that i accumulated over all those years to something useful right i was always in school i knew all the all the guys playing in the nhl but sometimes i would be like oh, i'm not studying for my exams i'm not you know being productive with my work so it kind of feels like um a cool way of being productive in an industry that really suits something i'm uh, i'm super passionate about yeah, exactly. Sounds like me 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, when I just started, so it's, it's, I, I know sports. I love sports. You know, it's it's a way to try to, you know, profit from your knowledge and your acumen in various sports. Uh, and as a result, that's how I got into the bit. And it also helped that I had someone that opened a door for me and specifically uh, Teddy Covers, Ted Savransky, who's a very well-known, obviously, sports betting, uh, sports better and handicapper. He's been at it for over 20 years now. Uh, and he's a person that opened some doors for me to get into the business and into the industry. So we are eternally grateful, obviously, to him. Uh, and there's no doubt uh, 10 years later, here I am still uh, involved and now with legalization. And you're, you can speak to this too, Devin, with the legalization happening in the United States. You know, Ontario now has opened the doors, obviously, to all mm -hmm. the uh, different sports book operators. Uh, now with single game betting uh, legal in Canada now. And Ontario now has opened the doors to DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, you've been probably hit upside the head with all the commercials on television the last few months for uh, Bet3, whether it's Aaron Paul for Bet365 or whether it's Wayne Gretzky for BetMGM or Dan O'Toole for Bet Rivers. I mean, we've been seeing the ads on and on and on here in Ontario the last three months. And uh, I think at some point the other provinces will follow suit and you'll see more operators go there. But 
this is a great time to be involved in sports betting business in some form because people are into it. It, it. The popularity and the interest level in sports wagering has never been higher because of the legalization process on both sides of the border, and it opens up new opportunities for everybody. Yeah, totally. Um, I know it's pretty cool even like the score bet. You got Biz, Whitney, Merle's putting all their kind of predictions on there. It's super fun and interactive, right? So if you get those celebrities getting engaged in yeah. uh, sports betting, you know. Trailer Park school. Boys with points bet. There's another yeah, one. Yeah, yep. exactly. You got, I think, who's Sean Avery with um, the um, – I forget the one, not Bet Rivers, the other one. But, uh, yeah, it's cool when those celebrities start talking about it. They put up their parlays for the night. They give their logic to why they're choosing that. It kind of gives you um, a different perspective of sports betting. And uh, I think it gets more fan engagement, too. I know when I'm watching a game, I'm way more interested if I'm you know, betting on a few games. I'm way more engaged. Um, every Sunday of the NFL season, you can't wait for it, right? Because you got picks on every game. you got parlays. you got prop bets so um i think it's great and i think it's good that ontario is profiting off it because people were doing it regardless with offshore accounts so it just makes yes. it um way better for everyone don't i know it yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't i know it all these years i uh, go into the offshore uh, going into my little rafting world as my good friend cam stewart would say uh with the uh, offshore sports betting no doubt about that all the different books that were there no question uh so great stuff uh let's get into some hockey let's get into some nhl uh stanley cup final um so we really, I really gave my in-depth series thoughts yesterday on the show. We had Brian Lee, longtime NHL defenseman, with us uh, on the show yesterday. Uh, we talked a lot about the series, and I gave my thoughts on the series. And usually, I give my thoughts mm -hmm. first before anybody, my fellow crew members, and the before the guest. We're going to let the guest speak first on this series because I said what I said yesterday about the. Uh, I'll reiterate what I said yesterday at the end, but we'll let Devin go first. Devin, this is obviously a Stanley Cup final, chock full of intrigue hype storylines it's the two-time defending champs it's the kings of the of the throne trying to be dethroned by a team that's got the potential quite honestly to win multiple stanley cups themselves yeah. over mm -hmm. the next five to ten years the colorado avalanche you know it's basically the old guard versus potentially the new breed you know going head to head here and it's you know you talk about all the great players both teams loaded with tremendous talent both sides of the puck uh but with both squads up front, mm -hmm. both teams are loaded. Blue line, both teams are loaded. Yeah, you got to give Vasilevsky probably an edge in net, but this is a series that should be hopefully one that is uh, worthy of the billing that it's being uh, get, uh, that it's receiving so far going into it. And you just hope the uh, level of play on the ice and the excitement level of these games matches the uh, interest, the excitement, and the hype going into it. Yeah, totally. I mean, if, if you're looking at the series – um, kind of the roads of how each team got here, totally different. I think Tampa has gone through a couple tougher series um, than Colorado on the way to the Cup, and they're definitely a lot more battle-tested, right? I think the Leafs, if they weren't matched up with Tampa, that could have been conference final right there. Um, and uh, New York was pretty strong. Florida had a tremendous season, and they just wiped the, wiped the floor on them. So I think as far as battle-tested, um, you got to give the edge to Tampa, even with their previous cup runs too, right? So that they, they definitely know how to win. They played against every style of team. They played good goalies, bad goalies, high octane offenses, strong defensive teams. So it's hard not to lean towards Vasilevsky, the experience, hopefully Braden points back, um, all those factors. And then on the other side, Colorado, I mean, they played a backup goalie in round one. 
Um, St. Louis had that goalie kind of uncertainty. Bennington was playing really good. Um, the other guy came in, sorry, drawing a blank right now. Um, and then in the Edmonton series, it yeah, was Franco's. a Franco's. Yeah, Franco's. And then in that series, it was a 4 nothing series. But I think Edmonton, you know, two or three of those games could have gone either way, right? So I don't think it really represented a a 4 nothing. Uh, win and I don't know. I think Francois played better than uh, Kemper did in those games. He uh, he came in, so I actually got the cool chance to meet um, Grant Fuhrer last week, and he uh, really liked awesome uh, Francois's Franco's, uh, mm-hmm. game. So he said he's kind of athletic, old school, um, really challenges the puck, looks athletic when he plays. Where Kemper's more in his crease, more of a puck blocker kind of different technical, styles, but yeah, technical, te- yeah, more yeah. technical. Technical, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, the storylines are endless in this series, but naturally, I'm leaning towards Tampa, Tampa Bay, just because of Vasilevsky, their experience, and I think they just know how to win tight hockey games, big games, and um, that's that's where I'm leaning towards. All right, like in Tampa Bay, see. All right, so I made the case for Colorado. I I gotta admit, I don't love the price because as you see on the screen right now, the series price is minus one eighty. Uh, mm-hmm. For Colorado, that's pretty high, uh, and I do like Tampa in Game One specifically. And the reason for that is I laid out yesterday on the show: nine days off for Colorado. It's the exact mm-hmm. same thing that Tampa Bay had to deal with prior to Game One of the Eastern Conference Final uh, mm-hmm. against the New York Rangers. And I don't think it's a coincidence, Devin. That was their worst game of the series, and it wasn't even close. That that yep. was the worst game they played in that series was Game One off a nine-day layoff, and we've been able to talk endlessly to, you know, the Brian Lees of the world, Bobby Ryans of the world, Derek Roy's of the world, Carl Alsner's of the world. Uh, you know, you could Cy Nutkovich was a great guest. He went into this a little bit last week. All these guys that have played pro hockey, and they all said the same thing about the layoff of a week or more. It's tough. It's too much time off. It creates rust. It creates, you know, you're, you're out of sync. You're out of sorts. You've suddenly, after being idle for more than seven days, nine days like it was for Tampa in game one against New York and like it will be for Colorado here on Wednesday night, you know, you've got to ramp up all of a sudden after sitting around for nine days to play off type of hockey. That's not easy to get up to game speed quickly. I mean, you saw it right away from game one uh, of the East final Tampa off the layoff the first minute or so of the game. There's Chris Kreider all alone in front of the net. Chris Kreider it wasn't a fourth liner. You know, that wasn't Ryan Reeves all alone in front of the net. That was Chris fucking Kreider. It was a top-line yeah. player. And yeah. he's all alone in front of the net. A, a massive gaff and blunder defensively from a team you never see that shit from, Tampa Bay. And, and right away in that game one, Devin, I'm like, holy shit, this team is not ready. They look totally out of sync right from the get-go, and it never got better. It never improved. They ended up losing that game 6-2. Uh, to the New York Rangers in game one. So I'm worried about Colorado being in that same situation here Wednesday night. So I do like Tampa Bay in game one. And I've already mentioned, I'll be looking at a first period full game, a money line split for the lightning uh, in game one. Uh, But I think as this series goes on, there's going to be things that are really going to be problematic for Tampa. Uh, This one through six on the blue line, Devin, I've never seen anything like it. The speed that they all can skate at one through six, the fact that they can all join the rush on and on every shift they do this. When I started watching hockey, I'm just a wee little one, five, six years old in the early nineties. You know, when you activated your defenseman, do you know when yeah. you pinched your, your, your defenseman in a game, you only did it 
when you were trailing in the third period. That's it. It's the only time you would ever see it. Colorado does this every shift, and it doesn't matter whether it's they're up in the game, they're leading, they're tied, or they're trailing. They'll do it because they've got that much confidence in their blue line in terms of their mobility, their skating stride, how fast they skate, which allows them to get back into proper defensive position and posture. A lot of times when there is a turnover uh, and the team does go the other way in a transition or rush opportunity, Colorado is so adept at getting back and still nullifying that because all of these defensemen, Kale McCarr and Devon Taves, Bowen Byram, uh, even Josh Manson's an above-average skater. The two Johnsons are no slouches, Eric and Jack Johnson. They all can skate and get back into position and negate a rush chance even if they do turn it over. That's what allows them to take the chances they do. And they attack as a five-man unit on every shift. And I think it's something that Tampa Bay maybe didn't see as much of in their first three opponents, especially New York. New York definitely plays completely opposite, to be quite honest with you. Chip and chase, four-check hockey. You know, they don't do a lot of the stuff Colorado does. And to me, with Colorado, too, if you're going to break down Vasilevsky and you're going to break down the, this great defense with this experienced blue line of Hedman, McDonough, you know, Chernak, Sergachev, uh, and company for Tampa Bay, you've got to get them moving laterally. you got to have mm-hmm. quick puck movement. you got to have high IQ guys that can think the game at a high, fast rate of speed. Colorado can do that. Kale McCarr, in particular, can do that. His ability to think the game as fast as he can skate is, to me, a marvel in my eyes. I mean, it's just terrific to see that. And this is going to be something that's going to challenge Tampa. I think Colorado can position themselves, Devin, for better offensive success than New York or any other opponent that Tampa's played in this in these playoffs because of their ability to not only skate like, like the wind, but think the game at a very, very fast level as well, where you can make these plays with the puck. Open up seams. You have to be able to do that against Tampa Bay. The goalie's too good. The shot blocking is outstanding. How many times do you see Tampa Bay just blocking a shit ton of shots, making it difficult to get pucks to the net? Colorado can nullify that, though, in my opinion, a little bit because they move quickly. The players are never stationary. And I find they are able to be one step ahead with the puck movement and the decision-making of when and where to move the puck maybe mm-hmm. ahead of Tampa Bay defensively. That's what it's going to take, you know, yep. just being, you know, trying to, you know, just pass here and there and just try to you know, do things in a slow rate of speed is not going to work against Tampa Bay's defense. But Colorado's got that elite level, efficient offense and that ability to think the game fast as, as fast as they move to, I think, be able to poke some holes in Tampa's defense a little bit. They're going to be the team that's going to threaten this Tampa defense and this brick wall that is Vasilevsky and net, I think, way more than other teams. So my approach is Tampa in game one, Colorado in the series. And you can actually bet a game one series combo, which is Tampa game one, Colorado to win the series at plus 400. I think it's a great price. I think Colorado gets better stronger as the series goes on. I think maybe the Stanley Cup final lights are a bit bright for them in game one as well, not mm-hmm. to mention just the layoff being a negative. Uh, and then as the series goes on, uh, they get their feet under them and they become stronger and better. And I think Tampa, you could finally see them, Devin, start to gas out a little bit late in this series. They played a shit ton of hockey in the last two years. This year, they've played a lot of games. Uh, and that rest, I think, it, it could lead to bad things for Colorado in game one, the nine-day layoff. But I think it could lead to good things and maybe a fresher team deeper into this series. So I like Colorado in the series. I do. Who are you starting game one, Colorado? Um, I'm hearing Kemper. Well, Kemper's going to be the guy. 
you know, if yeah. he's ready to go. There's no question about And look, he's had a great regular season, but there's no yeah. way out around it. He is the second best goalie in this series until proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to go into this series giving Vasilevsky the edge. There's no question about that. He's one big games, one a big game goalie, one after another. Uh, you know, two Stanley Cups. Darcy Kemper, this is his first time in a Stanley Cup final. So you have to give uh, Vasilevsky the edge. And this is no slight to Kemper. Kemper had a great regular season. He played great for Colorado. Uh, I, I will say the last couple goals he gave up against St. Louis in that second round before he got injured kind of bothered me. There was a couple there that were like, I'd like to see my goalie make that save personally. Uh, but no, he's still a very good goalie. It's going to be a question of can he just jump in, start of a Stanley Cup final, and be sharp. guy that's been uh, off for two weeks. That could be another concern for Colorado in game one. But I, I while... I think the goalie edge is clearly Tampa. I think the blue line, I'd even give a slight edge to Colorado with the blue line, just because of that one through six is just yeah. so dynamic with their skating. The Tampa McCarr is close. Yeah. He's yeah. just like on another level. Like he, he makes Victor yeah. Hedman looks like, like a class lower than him. Right. He's uh He's so fast, so dynamic. It's like you have Connor McDavid that plays defenseman, basically, right? So yep. um, I liked your point, too, with as far as, as a defensive team as a whole, Colorado, you saw it last series. Uh, in the defensive zone, they clog every lane. Like Edmonton could get shots through. There's no seam passes. Um, I was super impressed with Natushkin and Landeskog, just how heavy they were. The Big Val. Yeah, they're so big. They're so heavy on the puck. They really can slow teams up. So I can't disagree with you. Their team defense as a whole, they have a system there where it's just so much time and space is taken away. They're on you so quickly because they're good skating. And um, yeah, just their amount of block shot shots last year. I don't know if there's a stat on that, but I think the one game they had almost 30 block shots. Um, in a game and then Tampa is no sludge either you see guys you see Stamkos going down blocking shots you see him fighting you see all their you know Braden Point Sorelli those guys are just heart and soul guys that can play two-way hockey so the buy-in from Tampa is there um, Colorado kind of looks like the team of destiny right now you're right um, they're just steamrolling McKinnon looks like he's on a mission um, their whole team just looks hyper focused. They want to win. They want to win right now. So uh, it's hard to disagree with um, many of your points right there. Um, I think the cadre factor is going to be a way bigger uh, impact to this series than it did last series. I don't know if uh, Comfort is going to be able to carry that second line. Cadre is going to be back at some point. It sounds like in this is series, he? which yeah. I was stunned by. I died because the initial yeah. diagnosis after the hit he took from. Evander Kane in the Edmonton series was a season was done. We yeah, weren't going to see him again this year. Kind of now all of a sudden, even if he comes back, is he going to? How is he going to play? Right? Yeah, that, that that's true. Jared yeah. Bednar though saying the doors open for him to return, and he could even be in in game one, or at least Oof. at some point in this series, which would change things completely, just because of how great. And you can see, and you know this as well, seeing Kadri in the playoffs, how great Kadri was playing before he got oh, hurt. Perfect playoff player. Like the perfect guy, right? So, yeah, it's um, yeah that that will be a, an extra element that I think they're going to need to to win the cup this year. And you're saying all this too; they don't even have Sam Gerrard back there, which is absolutely crazy. He's one of the best puck moving D in the league. So, yeah, they're they're loaded for sure. And I, I would think Point's going to be back too early in the series as well. It looks like he's been skating and and ready to go too. So hopefully that will kind of counteract the Cadre effect when he comes back. Um, but yeah. Um, I just love I love Tampa's makeup, their habits. You got everyone bought in. 
Um, they all know how to win. Like even you look at guys like uh, Killorn and Sorelli and just the 200-foot the game they play. Um, yep. They're always coming below pucks. They're always coming with speed. They just, they're bought in. Cooper's got them. They, they want to win, right? So I don't think it's a matter of, oh, we've already won two cups. I really think they want to be known as this oh, dynasty legacy team. And, um, yeah, I, I just think with their experience and their leadership there and um, just all those key parts they have, it's going to be a super, super tough task for Colorado to take down the defending champs. Yeah, it's going to be it's it's a fa- it's just a per- wonderful series to just debate, dissect, and analyze before it even begin begins. Uh, it's going to be absolutely um, fun to watch. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a close, long series. Um, there, I know there are people that think uh, I, I've seen even dep- opinions not only split Colorado, Tampa, but I've actually seen Colorado in five. I've seen Tampa Bay in five. Um, I think there's definitely good cases to make for both teams to win the Stanley cup final. I don't know if there's a good case to make that either one's going to win it in five games though. I think it's going to be a pretty competitive, tight, close (laughs) series, a longer one thinking more along the lines of a six or seven gamer. Uh, And I like Colorado to pull it out in six or seven, but I do like Tampa in game one. Uh, I'm going to be on them in the first period Mm -hmm. and in the full game in game one, because I do think Colorado is going to get hurt uh, by that uh, nine day layoff. And the first period in particular is the first 20 minutes. You could really see it impact them. Yeah, it's almost like Tampa took a little bit of time to heat up. And I know the Florida series was 4 nothing, but that game one was kind of going either way. In game one against the Leafs, they kind of came out flat there too. So it almost takes them a little bit uh, to get going in series. But I, I don't disagree with you. That layoff is huge. Nine days is massive. You have to almost go through a little bit of conditioning. You got to get all the guys up to game speed for those nine days. Like that's a big, um, big factor. I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I think it's going to be. I also think you know when you look at it, it really Stamkos, Kucherov, and Palat. They had their fingerprints all over that New York Rangers series win. And now yeah. if they get Braden Point back, there's another person you got to deal with if you're Colorado. Yeah. That court trio slash quartet, if you will, against Rantanen, Landeskog, McKinnon, throw Kadri in there if he plays. What that's going to be? I think. The better quartet, the better trio is going to have a big say in winning this series for their respective teams. But I also think there's going to need to be impacts made from your Perry, Nick Paul, Ross Colton type players for Tampa Bay. We know these guys have been capable. I know because I've bet player props all season long uh, in the NHL. And how many times have I snagged up Nick Paul plus 400 goal scorer prop? or a Ross yeah. Colton plus 400 goal score prop. People totally fast asleep at how well those two guys in particular played for the Tampa Bay Lightning this year. And Corey Perry, Mr. Playoffs, who had a really was shitty puck luck why he didn't score against the Rangers because he had a bunch of chances. Yeah, uh, and I, think I had him to have gonna... the most goals in the, the Panthers series. And yeah. uh, I think I got him up plus 650 or 700 in oh, wow. schools. Yeah, and uh, I got that bad, so I was pretty fired up about that. That's a that's it's a great call, Devin. Awesome yeah. stuff. Holy shit, plus six fifty, great great price too. Wow, for a Perry in the uh, Florida series, and that's that, that's another thing you can bet now, and with so many books, is the top goal scorer for the series, either team, uh, and you could really try to get creative with that. Uh, no question. Um, that was a great call. 
Uh, but Perry's a threat. And I think for Colorado, if you're looking down the board a little bit beyond the big four, um, Arturi Lekkonen just finds a way to elevate yep. playoff time. And he scores, of course, the overtime winner to finish the sweep against Edmonton uh, in the Western Conference final. Burakovsky streaky. If you could see him score a goal, he could score a bunch uh, in that series. Uh, so yep. watch out for him. Comfort goes without saying. He's found some offense here in the playoffs. Even if he has to slide back down to the third-line center spot with Kadri returning, we've seen him be able to chip in goals and offense from that spot. So, you know, don't lose sight of him uh, as well uh, down the uh, lineup. So those are a couple that I'd look at for Colorado. You know, you can all you can never go wrong with uh, Devon Taves to get a point. That is a prop that I've gone back to the well with a bunch of times for Colorado in these playoffs. And for Tampa Bay, Andre Pallott, for some reason, he had scored a, pl- a point in every home playoff game, Devin, and yet was only minus 130 to get a point in game six in the clincher against the Rangers. And, of course, he had two assists uh, in that uh, game uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, he has just been undervalued. That When you have scored a point in every home playoff game, which was like, what, eight or nine games in a row, and you're only minus 130, that means the odds makers aren't doing a good enough job. There's no way that price should have been minus 130. But I took advantage of it. I'm happy when they make mistakes like that. Odds maker errors are good news for this guy. I'll say that right now. No question about that. So I was happy to see that. And I'm going to stick uh, by uh, Mr. Palat here in this series because I think, you know, he has really started to get it rolling for the lightning. He seems to have a hand in a lot of, of what they do offensively. So, yeah, Andre Palat goes without saying the point yeah. props for him. We're going to be going back to that well, I'm sure, throughout the Stanley Cup final. For Vesna props, is Vasilevsky at um, plus 400 right now? Uh, let me just uh, double check because uh, I haven't seen them up to date uh, the last uh, few. Actually, I haven't seen. I haven't looked at them really since the um, since the uh, uh, Stanley Cup final was uh, confirmed to be Tampa, Colorado. Yeah, here we go. We're looking at Kale McCarr. Yeah, uh, the favorite plus one eighty five. Plus one eighty. Yeah, eighty five. I, I honestly think that Kale McCarr might win it if Colorado wins the uh, series. Yeah, yeah, even ahead of McKinnon, just because. And if he has another massive Stanley Cup final. Kale McCarr, he probably will win it if Colorado is the uh, champs. No, right, I think if you sure. like Tampa Bay, you know what I, I would consider doing is even more than the plus 155 for Tampa Bay. T- just take Vasilevsky. That's what I was going to say. Because he's going to win it if they win. So if you like Tampa, just get, get them at plus 400, right? Doesn't that make sense? To, like I know yeah. Kucherov's right behind him at plus 450, but I can't see it. I, I think Stammer's got good value too, though. What's he plus eleven to one plus eleven hundred? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good value too. I mean, if he has a big series, he scores four or five goals, he could be the guy too, right? Yeah. Now remember, this is different from the NBA. The NBA has the NBA Finals MVP. Yeah. And everything taken into account is the performance of each player in that individual series in the finals. Yep. The Conn Smythe Trophy is different. It's for the entire playoffs. You know, that's what they evaluate you know, in terms of who gets it. But at the same time, your Stanley Cup finals perform Stanley Cup final performance does impact that significantly. For sure. So yeah, the, to me, yes, I think if you like Tampa in the series, you, you really should put something down, you know, on Andre Vasilevsky plus 430 to win the Conn Smythe Trophy because I would say there's a hell of a good chance uh, that if Tampa's winning the Stanley Cup, Vasilevsky is going to be your Conn Smythe winner. And again, you can get that at plus 430 instead of Tampa Bay, as you see on the screen, plus 155 
uh, to win the series. Yeah. Do you, do you see it being a high goal scoring series or? I do in game one yeah. because we saw that with uh, obviously, because I think the layoff for Colorado, that leads to sloppiness. Mm-hmm. And usually when you're out of sync and you're just out of sorts, it really shows up defensively, like with breakdowns, communication issues, turnovers with the puck. And that those result usually of going in the back of your net. So uh, I think game one will be an over and game to game. We'll see after that, because I think there's going to be a series with a little bit of both kind of like Colorado Edmonton. You know, mm-hmm. it started off with that crazy high scoring game. I think we might see something pretty similar, not similar, like eight, six similar, but yep. I think we'll see goals in game one, but it wouldn't yep. surprise me then if things tighten up again in game two and we get a lower scoring game and we'll, I think we'll go back and forth. There'll be a couple high scoring games. There'll be a couple low scoring games in this series, but in game one in particular, I think it's just set up well to be a little bit sloppy, a little bit uh, higher scoring. Yeah, totally. Coaches kind of adapt to system styles, players yep. kind of get a feel of how this guy plays, what his tendencies are. So yeah, that's it. I like that call too. going over in uh, game one to that five and a half or six. Uh, six uh, is six. the total for a uh, game one, uh, which is actually, I sometimes with Colorado, you expect six and a half with their totals. So, but Tampa Bay is, you know, has been a team that's comfortable in low scoring games. So I think six is a, a, the right number, but at, at six, I still like it to go over the total uh, for game one. And we'll get into more game one breakdowns, obviously, tomorrow uh, on the show. But before we wrap up with Devin, just uh, prop wise, players that you're going to be looking at maybe back from a prop standpoint, the ones that are going to have maybe the biggest impact, what would you be interested in? Yeah, I mean, I, I always love Perry because they put him in a lot of crucial situations. He's got, he gets a lot of power play time. He's always on the ice, last minute to play when they're coming from behind. So I love him as far as value because he doesn't get a lot of praise for, you know, he's playing 10, 12, 14 minutes a night, but a lot of crucial minutes. I love that. Um, I think Ross Colton, he's been pretty clutch. Um, he didn't have a great series against the Rangers, but I could see that third line um, getting going there or third, second line, wherever he's slotted. I like Ross Colton. And then on the other side, like you said, Burakovsky, he can score. I played against him a lot in junior, and he has just nasty. Sorry, I keep getting calls. But um, super high-end skill where if he gets going, kind of one he'll of get back guys. to work in a couple minutes. Yeah, huh. kind of one of those guys that can catch a <laughs> catch a groove, right? So kind of like your sixth man off the bench in in the NBA, where he can take over a game like Andre Iguodala did at for Golden State uh, when they went on that run, uh, you know, four or five years ago, right? So yep. I do like uh, Burakovsky. Um, I don't have all the props in front of me as far as points, goals scored, assists, all that sort of thing. Um, but just as far as guys I, I like in the series, also I love Nichushkin. I think he's just a force. He's hard to handle. Um, he's so heavy on the puck. Sometimes they put him with um, McKinnon too. And when you're playing with McKinnon, points just come to you, right? So if he goes to the right spots, McKinnon draws all that attention. Um, easy for Nichushkin to get points there. And he's super skilled for his size as well. So um love that um you know kucherov he's probably a, a cool prop that kids if, if they have it, if he's gonna get 30 points again i think he will um i think he might be the first guy to ever get that in three consecutive playoff runs too if i'm not mistaken i may have heard that stat um but um that could be a cool prop bet if that's available um then you also gotta believe stammer's gonna he's gonna come up clutch too in in the series as well so those are some of the guys I like. Um, be interested to see where they have Kale McCarr for over under for points in the series. 
he's just been an absolute animal. Um, so yeah, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um, you got to believe the big guys are going to show up, and then a few of the rural guys are going to have some big games in there too. Yeah, there's uh, no question. It's got the potential again to be just uh, uh, an absolutely outstanding series. Uh, we just hope it lives up, you know, because I, everybody's anticipating it, everyone's excited about it, uh, and you just hope that it's going to uh, deliver. Uh, when it's uh, all said and done, no question. But uh, yeah, series leading goal scorer, I see that right now. McKinnon plus 450, uh, Miko Rantanen plus 500, Stamkos plus 600, Kucherov plus 600, Braden Point, a returning Braden Point plus Ooh, 900. Uh, that's Scott. Back, eh? That's if he's any if he is ready to rock, and he is hundred percent and Braden Point of old, that's a value right there. Plus yeah, 900. that's big value. That is, uh, and yeah. that's definitely something I would consider, uh, you know, it, it, certainly from the Tampa Bay side of things uh, in terms of uh, that. So uh, you look at it, goals in the series. Oh, here we go, goals in the series. McCarr, or McCarr's got, uh, goal, oh, this is goals in the series, one and a half. Here's points. Five and a half, minus 150 points in I the like series for Kale McCarr. I think that's cheap, too. Now, look, I get it. It's Tampa. It's Vasilevsky, very good defensive team. That still looks cheap to me. Yeah, it really does. Like still, that. like yeah. six points. He, he can't get six points in a. He can get that in two games. Go, you know, at least six or seven games, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, he would. He have four points in that f- five points in that final game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's great value. Now again, we can't compare Edmonton to Tampa. It's completely no. different. But no, I I respect that. I get that. But still, that looks low. That looks low to me as well. Uh, yeah. Over five. Now it's minus one fifty. You got to leave some juice, but uh, I think. He what gets do they have for points. some of the role guys there, like second, third liners for uh, Tampa, Colorado? Well, they mostly see even Taves three and a half minus one eighty. That's not bad either. That's a lot yeah. of juice, though. That's the only problem. But I think he gets to four points. Uh, they got Sorelli at two and a half points. Mm-hmm. Landeskog five and a half. Uh, Ranton and five and a half. McKinnon six and a half. Kucherov six and a half. Palat. A lot three and a half is insane. Oh, that's a great, that's great value. Right Minus there. 180, you got to lay a yeah. price, but that's insane. Three and a half, yeah. a lot. Do they know what this guy's been doing? Like, especially at home. Now, on the road, early in the playoffs, he wasn't producing a lot of points on the road, but the Rangers series, he got it going in New York with the points. And certainly at home, he's been an automatic to get one or two points. In yeah. every home playoff game for the league. You even get a little parlay there with Makar and Palat and yep. a couple other guys that you like. That could be some pretty good uh, return of dollar. Yeah, I agree. Palat over three. That's great. That's uh, I, Sometimes you look at it and you say, ah, minus 180, I don't want to lay. I actually think it could be a higher price than that. I think it could be minus 250 on that three and a half. Minus 275. The fact, actually, it's minus 180 might actually be value with a Pilat over three and a half points. Uh, Stamkos is at five and a half, minus 120 to the over. And Victor Hedman, four and a half points shaded to the over, minus 120. Those are the ones that are listed, by the way, at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is a great segue uh, before we wrap up the show. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. Great 
partners with the Ice Guys and the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers bet just $1 on any NHL team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state or province, you can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state or province. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, best bets to wrap it up. Best bet, pre-series bet. Devin, is there anything you want to give out and recommend as a best bet? I mean, how do you not take Pilat there? (laughs) <laughs> you're reading my mind that's what i'm all right we got a dual best bet because that's exactly I, what i was going to go with here and i also uh thanks for the promo code i've been using my promo codes and all the apps i haven't used the DraftKing one yet so i'm gonna have to do that to, uh, wednesday night there you go thpn there you go for DraftKings sports I love code, which it. of course just started in ontario three four weeks ago it, it arrived after, you know, the initial wave was FanDuel, MGM, all those mm-hmm. came uh, on board initially, but DraftKings was a little late to the party, uh, but it's there now uh, in Ontario. So uh, definitely you can get on board with DraftKings with that promo code there. So uh, Andre Pilat over three and a half points, minus 180. That's mine too. Uh, over three and a half, minus 180. Let's give you a little series points prop. Andre Pilat to go over three and a half, minus 180. Honorable mention to Kale McCarr. Uh, over five and a half series points at minus 150. Uh, I think that's worth a look as well uh, in this series. So uh, there we go. Uh, we both endorse those, McCarr and Point, but I'll use Point as well. Or not Point, McCarr and Pilat, I should say. And we'll go with Andre Pilat for over three and a half points for a uh, best bet for the series uh, right here on this Tuesday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, Devin, great job. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'd also take Vasilevsky if they have an over-under for shutouts. I'd give him one shutout this series. He's good for one a series. Yeah, shutting out this particular team is going to be one hell of an accomplishment, but if anyone's going to do it, you're right. It's going to be Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, great stuff with our special guest. A reminder, by the way, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Uh, a reminder, we've got two Ice Guys shows tomorrow, our regular live daily show, 2 p.m. Eastern, to break down Game 1 even more in depth. And then our BetCast, live BetCast for Game 1 tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. DM or email me to receive a link if you want to join us uh, on the uh, BetCast. Uh, great stuff. Appreciate uh, Devin joining us here on the Ice Guys show. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.